Hello, this is Deanna Heron, and welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. This podcast is created for the woman who wants to be bold in who you were created to be, to shine bright with grace. My goal is to empower you to become the greatest version of yourself through interviews with successful women entrepreneurs, through question answer sessions, and tips from myself in my 22 years of leadership and entrepreneurship. So let's dive in to the greatest version of yourself. Hello, and welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. This is Deanna Heron, your host. I'm super excited to be with you today. I have a special guest that has absolutely taken a piece of my heart, and I cannot wait to share her with you guys. You have to know I've been watching this person for a long time on social media, scoping her out. I love her energy. I love her vibe. I love what she brings to this world. And I know that there are some amazing things in store for this woman. Before we get started, if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to last week's podcast, I would love for you to go take a listen and learn some ideas on how to really create exceptional leadership in your life. And while you're there, right? review, and subscribe. That would mean the world to me. So let's get started on today's podcast. I want to introduce you to my guest. This is Miss Danny Baylor. Danny, I know you as Danny Cakes. (laughs) 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 I follow you on Instagram and she is a top leader in an organization and she has done some amazing things for a lot of of people in her life, not just in her business, but obviously she's influenced me as a woman who is not quite twice her age. Thank goodness (laughs) for that. But she has an incredible heart and an incredible ministry. And there are so many things that I can see happening in this woman's life. So I wanted those of you who are in the younger generation to hear from her, but her wisdom exceeds those people that are in their 80s and 90s. She's wise before her eyes. So I'm excited to share with you, Danny. And Danny, I would love for you just to tell us about you. How, what is it you do? How did you get started? I'd just love to know about your life and love for people to know about your life so we can get started on, on the important things of what you have to offer this world. Oh my gosh. This is so humbling. And I think for so long... I work so hard. I try to live like so righteously and it just means the world. Like words of affirmation are totally, totally my love language. So you don't even know how much this means to me, knowing that somebody was watching me and just sees my heart. I think that's like what I want to share so much. And I feel like maybe because of the way I looked or where I grew up, whatever, that people had a really misconceived idea of who I was. And it was that I think was really hurtful for so long. And so yeah, I think that what we talked about, like my main passion is totally, I have a heart for women. And I think I just always knew since I, at a very young age, almost unexplainable. And obviously it's like the Holy Spirit in me, you know, but just really wanting to live right, that I was called to do all the hard things. I was called to be set apart. I was called to walk this very narrow road. And though it came with so much like rejection and hurt, I just knew that like God had such a high calling on my life for me to set an example for other women and other believers. And I know that there's a few people in my life who I've looked up to and 
something very small or just like a moment that they did that really changed my perspective. And I thought, hey, if they could do it, like what if I could too? And now I know I'm totally walking in my calling. And I'm so honored that I get to be that for so many women. I mean, I feel like I've had this conversation with God like my whole life. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to speak to all these women, you know, and starting my business and getting to where I'm at and having this opportunity to speak to so many thousands I could have never imagined. It's seriously, it's such an honor. And I just, even though I've been through so much in the last two and a half years, so much personal growth, I feel like God's like, we're just getting started. So I'm, I'm super excited to even discover what that still means right now. But yeah. So I want to, I'm going to write down a few things because you said some, a couple of things that I think are pretty powerful. How would you describe to people who have never heard their calling? How would you describe that? And how do you know what that calling is? That's such a good question. I feel like people actually ask me this often because I think we're all chasing that, right? Something that we're passionate about, something that brings us joy. And I think that's what your calling is. Like whatever God, whatever you have a natural desire for, whatever, honestly, I feel like for me, what like breaks my heart and I'm like, I want to make a difference in that area. I want to be that strong leader for somebody. Yeah. Whatever your joy is, whatever your passion, whatever makes you feel like you're, you belong, I guess, in, in an area. And so I feel that in a couple of different areas in my life, now that I'm kind of walking more in God's will, I like to say, because for a couple of years I was in the wrong relationship and it's so scary how that led me down a very wrong road just mentally for myself. And so now I know when I get the feedback from somebody that I'm, you know, I'm doing something that honestly is typically vulnerable and uncomfortable for me, but I know when I make a difference for them and I see a change in the way that they have a perspective on their life and themselves and their future. I'm like, okay, this I'm serving a purpose and doesn't even necessarily have to be tied to financially in some way, you know, that we're rewarded by it, but just feeling like my spirit is filled and I have a peace and a joy that I'm living out something that I love to do. And that's always been helping other people and specifically women. So I love that. But that's a word sometimes. I mean, my tattoo is, I don't know if you can see it. It says called 828. And I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, the word calling. And I like what you said. It's, it's a purpose. It's what brings you joy, what fills your tank for many years. For me, I thought it was my career. And I think, yes, I think a lot of people think that their career is their purpose, their calling. It can be, but I think you said something super powerful that it has something to do with helping others. Yep. Always helping others. So if you are watching this, I hope you are watching this. When Danny and I had a beautiful conversation together before the podcast, and I thought she was 24, 25 years old. She's still very young. She's 29. But like I said, just wise beyond her years. And one of the things that she that we talked about that really struck me in my heart, and I could just feel her passion for this, was she has a strong passion for single women. And I would love just to dive into that because your heart for single women, I think, can touch so many lives. And I know many of the listeners on here, they may not be single, but they may have a daughter that's single, or they may have somebody in the workplace that is single that they could pass this podcast along. Because I think your words, like I said, are, are super powerful. How did that come about that you're drawn in particular to single women? 
I think, well, obviously the majority of, of, I think my, even my adulthood, I've been single and so much, I was even, I had to like call up my mom first thing this morning. Cause I'm like, mom, I just need you to know, I'm trying to be better about when things are on my heart and I feel something about somebody. I want to tell them right away. And I think my mom's just like, she's so hard on herself all the time. I'm like, I need you to know that the way that you raised me and the, and the choices that you made with dad and your relationship and just your adulthood and what you taught me about dating isn't just affecting me, mom. Like this is about to affect thousands of women because you've influenced me to have such, she was that first person that I was like, if my mom can do it, then I can do it. You know? And I'm just, I'm so, she's such an incredible mom. She's such an incredible woman. She loves the Lord and she, she's taught me so much about love. And I think I've always seen them as an example. And I'm like, that exists. And I remember being kind of like upset with it probably last few years. Like you guys, your relationship is so rare. It's almost like unattainable, you know, because it's just, I've, I really still have never known anybody like their love. And so I think I always knew that was what God had for me. And I was never going to settle until I had that. I was never going to settle until I brought someone home that like, I mean, we all hope to do to make our parents proud and that they think is deserving of us. And I was just always so aware growing up of my friends dating and giving themselves to boys in high school and just seeing the heartbreak that it brought. And I just knew for so long that we are so valued. We're so precious. And I was just talking to a friend about this earlier. I'm like, it's so sad that there's just almost this misconception that we're like unchosen if we're single and there's something wrong with us or you know, our end all be all goal shouldn't be to just be married. I want us to find a balance of, you know, we all say like, oh, your significant other shouldn't complete you. They should compliment you. But it's so true. And we really need to be proud of our singleness and that we're willing to wait on God and that times look different. I would wait rather be waiting for someone who's going to exceed my expectations and really you know, do what's uncomfortable, which I'm obviously very used to by now, in order to get what I know that God's going to fulfill my my heart with. Yeah, do you? I see this a lot that happens is our life is not to. There's not a certain age you have to be married by, right? I mean, I got married at 26, and that was old. I mean, that was old for my days. Now, nowadays, I mean, there are even people that are getting married at younger ages, but there's no time limit on it. And do you feel like in in the group that, you know, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, do you see some women who really settle because they aren't willing to wait for the very best that God has for them? Oh, 1000%. I think the most common thing I see among relationships, I also used to do hair. So I've been talking to women for a long time about relationships and marriage. And I always question them about it and thinking, you know, on your wedding day, were you doubting or what was your, what was your thought going into this? And it's always so many people say, well, I didn't think anybody else would love me. And like, that's so heartbreaking. And we're all guilty of that. You know, I think that there's only been moments where gosh, my first kiss, I was about to get braces. And I was like, surely there's no boy who will ever want to kiss me with braces. And so I kissed, (laughs) I kissed this guy and I really wish that I hadn't, you know, I wish I would have saved it for something really special. But we have this, this sad idea that like, there's, we're not worthy of it. So often we have this idea. I mean, even I battle with it mentally. I'm like, 
okay, God, I didn't plan to be 29 and single. And I think that the more that I open up about it and I'm okay with it, that there are other girls who are like, hey, I'm in your same age group too. And you know, I'm still waiting. And it's so comforting to hear that somebody else is okay with that too. And not just willing to settle because they're afraid of being alone. And I think it says a lot about being willing to wait for the right man says a lot about who you feel you are on the inside. And if we could just teach more women to be confident in who they are and what they bring to the table and that the man is only going to be there to complete them, but we have to know who we, we are first. So that says a lot to you that you're not willing to, I know what I have to offer and bring to the table. Yeah. There needs to be, like we talked about, like a balance. And like I said, I've observed so many relationships and I know God has such a specific design for marriage and for love and for a a male's role and a female's role in a relationship. And when that's out of balance for his initial design, I mean, God created love. God is love, right? And that's what the Bible says. And And so if he's created this idea of marriage and we're not in that ideal balance that he hopes that we take on, then I've found in my relationship, there was resentment and, you know, we just weren't served the way that we should have been. And if it's, if we're following, there's, you know, those three strands, you, your spouse and the Lord, like there's what my mom always talks about, like there's communication between us and the Holy Spirit. And it just, it just makes more sense. And not to say it's supposed to be perfect, but I think it's just, there is, there's more of a peace and a respect when there's like holy communication between the three and God's initial intention for it. Mm -hmm. I can speak very clearly that it's not perfect as someone who's been married almost 29 years, but nothing is perfect. And you have to learn to work through it together as, as a team. How would you tell younger women to listen to those red flags that they get about a person? I've had so many red flags. (laughs) So I would say one of the most beneficial things someone's ever told me, I had a client and I was asking her because I was debating between letting go of this guy that I was really, I had really strong feelings for and he was in the military overseas and I just didn't know, you know, do I hang on and do I show him that like I'm here for him or do I let go? Like I really was confused. I could not figure it out. And she's like, look, usually when you, when I feel like I'm confused, it's because God says that I don't like the answer. And I've never forgotten that. And we have to be reminded that God is a, not a God of confusion. And that's something, you know, I'll go always back to my parents. They're, like I said, they're not normal. They're about to hit 40 years of marriage in about two months. And they dated for three weeks. And granted, that was 1981. But they both just said, my mom said, your dad was just, he was my person. Like he was safe to me. I I just knew. We just knew. And we always kind of talk about that. But I really, truly believe there is a peace that we will find. And that's why I'm not worried about being 29. I'm like, when God's going to bring me the man of, who's supposed to like be my forever, I'm not going to need to date him for a year or two and figure it out. I'm going to have a peace in my heart. And I remember specifically after my last relationship as well, I was doing another client's hair and I was telling her about my experience with it. And she's like, that sounds just like my ex and the toxicity that came with it. And she's like, you know, the difference with this husband that I'm about to marry, we were doing her hair for her wedding in a few weeks. And she's like, I have no doubts. I have no fear. There's just peace. And I think it's like, if there's any like part of doubt, we fight it. We're so, 
we're always so in denial because there's that fear like, what if there's nobody else? And if there's anything I've heard God say over the last few years, is like, do you trust me? Like, do you trust me? And I think that we'll, we'll just know. Like you said, it's not going to be perfect. And we expect that. We expect everything to feel perfect. But I, I think that it will be an undeniable peace when it's God's best. It's an undeniable peace. Yeah, it is. I had a relationship prior to my husband that I thought this was going to be the one. And it just didn't feel right at all. And I met my husband. Actually, I saw my husband. We hadn't met. And I knew he was gonna, going to be the man I was going to marry. And we ended up starting to date, I think, like two or three months later. It's an undeniable piece that you just know. And yeah, girls, don't settle. Don't settle for less than what is out there for you. Because the very best is. The very best is absolutely out there. How have you been able to reconcile that in your own life of just not being willing to settle? Do you go out on, I mean, if it just doesn't feel right on one date, do you go out on another date? You know, I was just talking to a friend about this earlier too and debating the online dating because times are different and we all, we're always on the go and you know, and now this season of, of our life and the world and going on, it's like, it is hard to date people and to meet people. And honestly, if you feel called to do it, do the online dating thing, whatever you feel like floats your boat. But for me, I, it doesn't feel natural to me. And I feel like this is what I told her. I was like, if I'm walking in my calling and I'm doing all the things that God's calling me to do, and I'm trying to do my best and live righteously and walk in his will, I'm not going to not meet this guy. The Bible says what God brings together, like no man can separate, you know, it's unavoidable. It's just, it's going to happen. And I fully believe that. And I think so many times we try to, we try to chase things. We try to manipulate them. We try to like make it happen. It's like, why don't we just trust that God can write a better love story than we can for ourselves? Right? Oh, I, I love that. I feel like he keeps whispering to me. He's like, but Danielle, don't you know that I could give you all of these things? And someone who loves me and and give you more. And I'm holding on to that. And I fully believe that. And I'm like, that's not just for me. You know, that's for every woman. And we just need to be tuning in more into God's voice in our ear versus our own. I love that. So why do we try to manipulate to make something happen instead of trusting God's love story? That's so oh, beautiful. Man. That's a tough question. I That's what you just said. That's so beautiful because we do. And it's because we don't trust what's in here in our own heart. Yeah. And I think that totally comes from, I mean, for me and probably other women is like past hurts and other men making us feel unworthy. And so when you find the next best thing, you're like, well, he makes me feel this way that no one else has whether or not they have similar morals or values to you. And that's totally how I felt with, with my last relationship. He definitely did cherish me and he pursued me and looked at me in a way that no one else ever had. And I was like, this is it. You know, this is the man that God's been saving for me, but he didn't necessarily share those values with me. And I, and now like years later, it's like, I was trying to explain, we're not cautious enough with dating. Dating is such a casual thing. And you know, to each their own. And even my dad's like, yeah, you should date casually. But you guys, we need to guard our hearts. We need to be so cautious of how we date and 
who we let into our heart and especially with our bodies. I mean, it's just so normalized now. It's so of the world. And the scariest thing is, is I look back and I think, well, I loved this boy and and I cared about him. And before I knew it, like I love hard, you know, like I felt, I felt very hard for him. And then I fantasize about a, a, you know, a life with him and a family and a future. And then before I know it, I'm in too deep and I'm telling myself, okay, we don't share the same values. And I don't know if we ever will. And I don't know how to get out. And there's just so many hurts that are tied with that. I think we go into it thinking it's harmless because it's a light and fun thing or, you know, it's something maybe we don't see as long-term, but then before we know it, there are parts of that relationship that affect us long-term and it doesn't just affect us in a relationship. It affects us as an individual. We're like, am I pretty enough? Am I pretty enough to have this job? Am I, am I worthy enough? Am I smart enough? Because I didn't feel this way in this relationship. And it's, I don't even know where to start. If you go so deep and I feel like so much hurt and self-doubt stems from feeling worthy in relationships. It is a different thing nowadays. I mean, my kids are in a, a whole different arena on the dating. You talk first, right? Yeah. Before you date. <laughs> yeah. So oh, I don't even know what that's about. Courting, but, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you think, but I, I feel like if you're going to go out on a date, you're looking for yeah. your future partner. Yep. Yeah. Choose wisely when you're you're out on those dates. What draws me to you so much is your spirit. Obviously, I can see that through Instagram and just your love for life. Your love for the Lord, obviously, is something that's so attracted to me. And you, you keep saying your walk with the Lord. So there might not, there might be a few people who are listening to this podcast who don't necessarily know what that means and what that looks like. Would you mind going into that a little bit? What that means to you? Yeah, my walk. So I think so many times we think that we're like far from God and God's always near to us. And I think if we knew how near he was, we would have, we would experience so much more peace. And so it's really acknowledging that and really trying to tune in to God's voice and, you know, quiet times being in the word, like really seeking out his desire for our lives. And so I, when I say maybe my walk was rockier, like my faith was, didn't have as much faith as I do now. And I think that that like aligns with trust. I feel like I could go in so many different directions, but yeah, really just my relationship with God and the more that you spend time with somebody, the more that you you know their heart, you know what they're about to say before they say it kind of a thing, right? I think that's so applicable with the Lord. It's like when I question certain things and I maybe, you know, people ask like, how do you hear his voice? Because I know his heart. I know his will. I know how good he is. And absolutely, I think that I can hear his voice. I think that he says things to me in quiet enough times when I'm less distracted. But really, yeah, just how much time I'm spending with him and knowing his word and just meditating on like what it is he wants for my life. And, you know, I think that people look at Christianity and they're like, oh, it's all so many rules. And you guys, when I'm nearest to God and my desires are aligned with him, I am the most me. I'm the, I'm the happiest version of me because I realize that what really matters, that goes along so much even with dating. You know, it's like when I'm so passionate about what I'm doing for God and I'm like you're saying, we talked about co-creating with him in my life and in my business. And I'm not feeling like something's necessarily missing or I'm there. I'm only half of me because I'm not married or dating somebody. I'm like, Hey, I have a purpose. Like I'm fulfilling my calling and 
that brings me joy. I love it. The voice. That is something that's really hard to explain to people. Yeah. It's not audible. Yeah. But we hear, you hear it. Yeah. It's in your, it's in your thoughts and it's, you just know it is the Lord speaking to you. And the more, I'll never forget the first time I think you and I talked about this. I was six years old when I heard his voice. Mm-hmm. He told me, well, I told my parents, I said, God told me that I was going to be something really special. I was going to do something big. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, you just can't make that up as a six-year-old, yeah. but it's tuning in to that voice inside that is just waiting for you to listen. And sometimes we keep ourselves so distracted in the busyness of life that we don't pay attention to the voice. Oh, absolutely. Right? And we have to get, yeah, we have to get in that house. I'm like queen of the distractions <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it's like just going in so many different directions. But the voice is there in everyone. And just being able to tune into it. What I have found in my life is that God... God has been speaking to me through our conversation yesterday. He used you. God has used circumstances in my life. He's used people in my life. He's used his word in my life. He's used the church. There's so many different ways that he can speak to you. There are times when I have, Lord, are you, is this really what you're saying? Is this, you know, that doubt, right? Is this really what you're telling me? And then all of a sudden circumstances happen where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm listening. Have you had those experiences as well? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. So I think especially if someone, God definitely speaks through other people to me. Mm-hmm. Before I read something multiple times and you're like, oh, what a coincidence. It's like, eh, no, it's God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But totally, I mean, when people reach out to me and they're like, Danny, what you just said or on Bible study or whatever, you know, suddenly I'm emotional and I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit. Like that is, you're encountering God, like what he's trying to explain to you because you're feeling something and it's, there's something that's almost like supernatural about it. Cause you can't explain it. You're like, whoa, why am I like suddenly feel like I want to cry? That's such a powerful way for God to reach us when it's Sometimes he's quiet and he's gentle and other times he's very blunt (laughs) and straightforward Mm -hmm. and undeniable, right? Yeah, for sure. What does your quiet time look like? And here's the reason why I ask you this. When I first started in church, it was overwhelming to me to have a quiet time because there was a certain way that you do it this way, this way, this way. And it didn't work for me. And I think some people have this thought process in their mind that you it has to be done a certain way in order for it to work. And I would love to hear how you have your quiet time. So I think it looks different a lot. I love, I mean, I think so many people say they love going to the beach, but if I wake up before six, which is very rare, I'm, I always immediately think I'm like, okay, God's calling me to go to the beach right now because I can get to the beach in about five minutes. And I think that the waves create such like a white noise kind of a feeling for us that we can, you know, not be distracted. And I think so many times my quiet time, I just, I ask him like, what do you want to show me next? What are we doing next? You know, like reveal yourself to me or, and sometimes he doesn't say anything. Sometimes it's just about being still. That was the first time actually God ever really spoke to me. I was trying to, I actually wanted to move to Southern California. I wanted to my whole life and I'm like, God, where are we going to go? And I wanted to make this next move. And I was the first time I heard him say, just be still. I'd never run in the Bible. 
And I was, it was just so obvious. I was like, okay, well, that's kind of the opposite of what I want to do, but <laughs> okay. And so I think I am so creative. I am always on the go. And so even just stopping for a moment and not thinking about anything else and just giving that like kind of surrendering the busyness to him feels holy to me. So that's a sense of it. And then I always totally connect through worship music. I mean, that gets me on another level. I don't know. Music just moves in me like nothing. Of course, worship music. So I, it's weird almost when I think about podcast ideas or something that I want to write, those things always come to me when I'm listening to music. So I think he kind of speaks to me through different areas and music almost helps me to shut everything out, even though it's not necessarily a quiet time, but that's maybe the artistic side of me that like moves in my spirit a little differently. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. I love that because it isn't sitting down with your journal, opening up your Bible to Ezekiel and (laughs) that works hard for for, me. (laughs) I know it works for some people, but that doesn't have, that's not necessarily the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's not right or wrong. Worship music for me, by far. I don't know how to surf, so that would not be the way. (laughs) For me, yoga works. I can do yoga and and hear the Lord. But there's so many different ways for people. And I I hate for someone to think that it has to be a certain way. Yeah. Nature is a beautiful way to connect. Taking a walk in nature. I think that's why you're called to the beach. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I I wanted you to share that because I think that's an important piece of our relationship is that that quiet time, that quality time, that listening time. And I want people to know that it, it doesn't it's not the same for every single person. So develop your own way that you hear and you listen. So that's beautiful. If I were in California, I would go to the beach <laughs> for sure. I'm like, how can I not? I feel like I should. Yeah. I like I need to. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. I, I agree. It's a good place to do a yeah. quiet, have a quiet space. So lastly, I just want to ask you, what's next for you? Ooh, this is a heavy question. We talked about it. I think it's pretty cool if you want to share about my women's conference. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like God puts little ideas and desires in my heart that seem kind of radical or maybe something I've never done before. And I'm like, you know what, God, if I'm just obedient and I share about it and I take that first step, I mean, that even goes back to, you know, ending my last relationship. I remember being told, like, just take the first step and God will, like, you know, reveal the rest. I started to pray about this a lot. And then I actually had somebody reach out to me randomly. I can't remember the conversation what it was initially about, but she, she was like, please, if you ever consider like do a retreat. And I was kind of taken back. I'm like, wait, have I accidentally told you this before? Because I have maybe told two people that are very close to me. And she's like, no, I feel like God was just telling me to tell you that. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is happening then. <laughs> and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I just need to take that first action, that first step and start sharing it. I'll start making connections. And you guys, no matter what you feel like you're being called to do or something's on your heart, especially if it feels like outrageous or not logical, first off, God's not logical and it's an only becomes an only God thing. And that's so much cooler for me to be like, okay, God, like I'm just going to be willing to do this and it's not going to give me the credit. I'm not going to get the glory. You're going to get the glory because only you can make this happen. Only he can 
you know, I want to bring women to Southern California and I have no idea how big it's going to be. Uh, I have a couple of ideas, but you know, I get excited and I get nervous about it. And I'm like, wait, God, are we still doing this? Like, are you sure? <laughs> but I know that if this is his will, nothing can stop it. You know, if God's for us, who can be against us? So I'm, I'm expectant. That's one of my words for the year. And I'm just, I'm eager to see what God's going to do. And I feel like that's just going to be the first stepping stone to really start reaching women. And I think now more than ever, like we need to be in person and where two or more are gathered, there he is also. So that's amazing. I'm super proud of you. I can't wait to hear. So you guys, if when this comes out, I'm sure that 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 we will know and it will be fantastic. I mean, you can just absolutely hear her heart through this podcast for sure. And I know that God has big plans for her. If you haven't listened to her podcast, you want to share the name of your podcast? Yes, it's called Immeasurably More, the Immeasurably More podcast. You need to take a listen. I was listening to I listened to three of them today. Oh, wow. So good. So take a listen to Danny. And Danny, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to be here. I know that I know that there is so much value and you have changed lives through what you have shared today. And it's been such a pleasure for me to get to know you a little bit better and just see what you're what you're all about. So it has meant the world to me. Oh my gosh. So thank you guys for joining this podcast and being with Danny and myself. As always, if this podcast has added value to you, I would appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. The more reviews we get, the higher we get up on the podcast chain. That would mean the world to me. And share it to your family and friends as well. I have a private Facebook group. It's a group with amazing women that encourage each other to become their very best. It's called Deanna's Diamonds. And if you would like to be a part of that, you can go to deannaheron.net and request to be added. And I will add you to that group. Follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Deanna Heron. And I look forward to talking to you all next Tuesday. Have a great week. Bye everyone. Bye.